entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, DC Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know we record this show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of Bulls Gold Media, and we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. D.C. Taylor, hooray for Scranton, Pennsylvania, baby. making it happen in northeastern Pennsylvania. We certainly are. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. That's www.c-suiteradio.com. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. So, D.C. Taylor, I think we're ready for our guest. Do we have Kimberly Davis on the line? Yes, we do. So I guess our guest is ready to go. Kimberly Davis, hello. Hello, Marty. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I've been looking forward to this. You have such a great personality online, and uh, it's just been a treat getting to know you. So we're going to have an interesting conversation, and our conversation is going to revolve around Kimberly Davis's book, which is Brave Leadership, subtitle is Unleash your most confident, powerful, and authentic self to get the results you need. Um, Brave Leadership by Kimberly Davis. So, Kimberly, I looked at your intro, and, you know, uh, a couple of them look like boilerplate, but then I came across this. It said um, something about you are singing to cows in below zero temperatures. So, so I, I mean, our audience needs to know, what the heck is that in your intro? <laughs> yeah, well, I grew up on a ranch in northwest Montana, Marty, so I can relate to those cold winters that you all get there in Scranton. And uh, my dad was a native Texan, and when he moved his family up to Montana, he had this dream of having this big ranch. And, of course, my brother and I got the great opportunity to be his free labor. So every night after school, we had the chance to feed 200 cows in below zero temperatures in the wintertime for for my entire childhood. And so uh, maybe this was the kind of the uh, what was to say when you're a child, you don't you don't have any inhibitions. Is that the right way to say that word? Uh, And so there you are singing. Is that was that kind of like a precursor to maybe what your later life looked like? Oh, yeah. Well, so I when I was little, I wanted to be um, Maria Von Trapp from The Sound of Music. (laughs) (laughs) So I would twirl around the pastures singing at the top of my lungs. And and I studied music and I did theater and I uh, ended up going to college for theater, actually. And, you know, when I was a kid, I was on this ranch and I was fearless and I would I would put myself out there for anything. I didn't let anything stop me. Yeah. Then I go off to college and for I don't know what happened, but I somehow misplaced my brave. I just, I would, I went to that uh, first audition yeah. and I remember standing up on that stage, you know, with a director sitting out in the dark, dark audience all by himself. And, and I, 
I felt completely hijacked. I mean, I couldn't breathe and, and my hands were sweating and my hands were shaking and my jaws were tight. And I, I, I thought something had like completely possessed my body. I mean, it, I was, it was not who I, I thought I was. Mm. And it was so strange because I'd never experienced anything like that before. Mm. And uh, then when I would somehow miraculously get cast in spite of this horrible audition, <laughs> I, yeah. I would I would end up in, in rehearsals and in performance, and I would connect to the other actors that are in a scene with me. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And all those ex- all those sensations would just melt away, Marty. Ah, it was connection. so bizarre. Connecting would, with the other w- connecting with the other actors in the performance. That was important. That was that was that was it. Yeah. It changed everything. It, yeah. it absolutely changed everything for me. Yeah. So Of course I, of course I had no idea that that that, that was the no. case. I get off stage and it would all come rushing back. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it was something that was happening when I was on stage in connection that was the game changer. Okay, so that was that experience. I'm going to high speed it to what you do today. Tell people what you do today. Well, so fast forward many, many years, and I went through this very uh, circuitous path to end up in training and development. And when I first started uh, facilitating, I was facilitating programs around engagement and leadership, and I was facilitating somebody else's content. I was a kind of a hired mm. gun. Yeah, sure. And I would go out to deliver these programs, and and I would secretly study all of these Fortune 500 participants to better understand the business world and better understand what they were doing. And what I noticed was a lot of the things that the people in my classroom, all these Fortune 500 participants, uh, the things that they were up against were some of the exact same things that we were up against in the theater. Because, you know, if you think about it, in the theater – it's it's a really vulnerable environment, right? Sure. You're up there. You're worried about people judging you, and you want to prove yourself, and you don't want to make any mistakes. And it's it's a really high stakes place to be, right? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. As it turns out, the work world is a pretty vulnerable and high stakes place to be too. It sure can so, be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, can be. So, uh, well, I want to say again, since uh, we've kind of introduced that uh, what you do, your uh, website, I believe, is onstageleadership.com. Is that correct? It is one of my websites. I have two. I have the onstageleadership.com site, and I've also got a braveleadershipbook.com site. So okay. both of them. All right. Well, we'll keep referring to those. Okay, so let's get to the book. Again, my guest is Kimberly Davis. Her book is Brave Leadership. I loved it. I've already promoted it. Uh, so I loved it. Uh, that's why you're here. Okay, let's start, I guess they say, at the beginning. So what do you mean by brave? What What is brave to you? Tell us. Well, I, I'm glad you said to you, because the, the definition of brave most people are familiar with is is being willing to face or endure pain and pain or danger. <laughs> so, mm. And I don't know about you, Marty, but I've never gotten up in the morning and thought, yes, I can't wait yeah. to face or endure pain and danger today, <laughs> right? No. But yet it's the weirdest thing, because we keep thinking, yes, I want to be brave, and yet that doesn't sound so good. And I knew that if I were to focus on facing the pain and danger, it would stop me dead in my tracks, right? Because all I'd be thinking about is the pain and danger. All I'd be thinking about is I might fail. What do people think? Or, you know, all of those horrible things we catastrophize in our head. So if you focus on the pain and danger, to me, 
it gets it becomes your biggest barrier to brave. So I knew for myself, I had to redefine what this looked like. So the way I define brave is being your best, most authentic and powerful self. Uh Because I think that's the biggest challenge that we all face, right? When in this world that's moving at the speed of light, we're reacting to everything around us to be who you truly are at your core, at your best, take responsibility for your behavior, be constructive in your behavior, and be powerful in that situation. That is a really hard thing to do. I think it takes more courage than anything else. It, it does, I believe. I agree with you. But I'm going to take a step back to say, okay, I have found some of the answers in your book. And again, it's Kimberly Davis. Her book is Brave, Brave Leadership. Um, here's the question. Why did you think this was necessary? Why was this book in your heart, in your mind, why did it need to be written? So I've been running open enrollment programs of, of on-stage leadership. So when I first started my business, I called my program on-stage leadership because I believe that we are always on stage, not just actors, mm-hmm. but in life. We're always on stage because people are always watching. They're always paying attention, right? Yeah. They're always paying attention what you do, what you don't do, what you're saying, maybe even more so to the things you're not saying. And they're making meaning of that every moment of every day, right? So I've been doing these open enrollment programs of on-stage leadership right. for probably about uh, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And so I've had an opportunity to work with thousands of men and women and in a very experiential environment and very intense environment. And uh, on-stage leadership is a fantastic program, but it's, it's not something that is accessible to most people. Most people can't take a full day out of the office and pay to go to this, this program in New York or Dallas. I mean, that's, that's, that's hard for people. And I also teach at Southern Methodist university for their executive ed Mm -hmm. and similar content, but you know, most people can't, you know, they have busy lives. They're not enrolling in exec ed classes or can't have, or don't have a a company that'll pay for that. And I wanted to democratize this conversation. Mm, I wanted it to be accessible to as many people as possible because I can see the transformation uh, from, from someone when they walk in the door and they are unsure of themselves and they, they don't know how to get out of their own way and they don't know how amazing they truly are to at the end of the day when they've really been able to shift their focus and be able to say, wow, this is what I stand for. And you can see when someone is lit up by who they are and, and the impact that they can have and what they bring, yeah. it is the most exciting thing to behold, Marty. And I think that every Every one of us has the right to know, you know, what we have to offer to this world and be able to focus on making an impact so we can be, be and bring our most brave self so we can make the impact that we can, we have to make in this world. And I think it's, I think it would be transformational for everyone. I'm sure it's nowhere near reading the book being as experiencing you in person, but the book does achieve that. So congratulations. Um, Thank you. The part of this is obviously leadership, and we've heard, and uh, many of us are experiencing the, uh, I guess it's kind of different today, this idea of leadership, and you address that. So talk to me about your viewpoint of how leadership has changed. Yeah, so we are at the precipice of a new era, Marty. I don't have to tell you and your listeners, over the past 10, 15 years, the world has changed dramatically, right? Yep. 
and and in fact, so much so that the HR world has coined a coined an acronym for it, the, the VUCA world. It's the volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world that mm. we live in. So we mm. live in this VUCA world, right? Mm. And the way that that coming out of the manufacturing world, um, the the way that most companies traditionally led was through a command and control. I'm going to tell you what to do, and if you don't do it, heads are going to roll, right? Right. Yep. And you try that in this VUCA world, right? Yeah. And you just don't get the results you need because no. your top talent, if you are saying, you know, my way or the highway, your top talent, when you're asking exponentially more for them in, in this crazy environment, when you're asking them, you know, 15 years ago, we didn't expect people to take conference calls in their pajamas in the middle of the <laughs> night, right? Or yeah. have their yeah. iPhone yeah. On, the, on their bedside. Yeah. You know, we weren't, we were expecting exponentially more for pe- from people. We expect people to think strategically at work at what's best for the business in a moment to moment. Because if we need people to wait to be told what to do every minute, it's too late. We're behind. We're behind. Absolutely. Right? We've already lost the game. Absolutely. So the kind of leadership that used to work doesn't work today. Yeah. Now, that, that'd be, I'd be foolish to say that that's not still showing up in the world, but it, it's not it getting the results, the lasting <laughs> results that people need. Yeah, it is showing up, but we're changing that. Uh, in, in your book and, and, and the Business Builders Show. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. I want to let everybody know that they are listening to the Business Builder Show. I'm your host, Marty Wolf. We're speaking with Kimberly Davis. Her great book is Brave Leadership. Um... Part of what you talk about, wherever it is, whatever chapter, I have my own notes. I hope I'm not throwing you off, Kimberly. I know no, you I know love the, it, Marty. I know you, you know going. the content here, but we're kind of <laughs> improvising here, okay? You're used to that, right? Yeah. So talk to me about when you say, and I love this part, I really did, to want. Explain to me yeah. what you so, talk about in the book, to want, explain. I'm so glad that you I'm so glad that you asked that because that that picks up where we left off in the conversation about leadership because in my mind the definition of leader isn't about title or position a leader is someone people want to follow uh, not have to follow uh, right now yeah. when i say want i'm not like you know follow like a lemming kind of thing i'm i'm saying right. they they want to be a part of what you're doing they want to give their best they want to engage they 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 want to be a part and 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 go all out right they they don't have to it's yeah. not a paycheck exchange right so want when you think of want Right. One is an emotional thing. One is one is about your heart. It's not about your head. Right. Your head might say, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't know about that. Yeah. But the truth is, is if you don't want it, you can't fake want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for leaders to be successful in today's VUCA world and this crazy world that we live in, leaders have to be able to connect to the hearts of the people that they lead and need to influence. They need to connect to the want. 
Yeah. Right? Um, and so, so I guess we're talking about leaders there. I, uh, but it, you address, uh, I'll say, all of us. You know, human. I think human beings are qualified yeah. to read this book. Am I accurate there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So, so with that being the case, um, so I got that. Leaders should have uh, people. They they want want people to follow them. I got that. So, what might be stopping some of us from being brave? I mean, what might be some of the the obstacles for leaders or any of us uh, from being brave? What's what are some obstacles? Well, so our focus of attention is the biggest obstacle. So it's going to show up in many, many different ways. Uh, So like like we talked about earlier, if we're focusing on the pain and danger, if we're focusing on trying to prove ourselves and what people think, we're going to be focusing on all those things that can happen. And what's going to happen is that that amygdala in your head, it's the part of your brain that that is in the center for emotion management. So it is though it's the thing that's trying to keep you alive. Yeah. And if the amygdala senses risk. If it senses anything, I mean, it is like your hardwired security system, right? If it senses anything's going on, it's going to send those body sensations coursing through your through your body, through those stress hormones. So you're going to get your sweaty palms and you're going to get the, right. the flutters in your stomach and the tense muscles and all of those things. So it is really hard to show up as your best most authentic and powerful self, right? When you're flooded with all of these stress hormones. So that is, that's one big barrier to brave. The other, another big barrier to brave is how you see yourself, right? Right. So we, we define ourselves in so many different ways. And, and uh, so if you define yourself as someone who can't do something, you're going to live into that. You're not going to be able to because you're going to your mind is going to give you proof of that in everything you see. Yeah. If, yeah. But if you can define yourself as in terms of the impact you want to have, what that's going to do is it's going to take take your focus off of the can'ts. And it's going to give you, put your focus on, on action on, and, and give you something else to, is this, so. Is this where we know, can start to talk about what you describe as a super objective? Is that part of this whole that's mission? Absolutely. That's exactly what I I'm love that about. part too. I mean, it sounds like I love the book. I do. But talk to me about, because I think that's where you're going, right. super objective. Can I tell you mine? Oh, please. That would be awesome. My super objective on the Business Builder Show, well, in general, is to deliver stories and information to help people think about their lives. Oh, I love it. Do you like that or no? How do I, I, I pass I, the test? I love it. I love it. Now, so, so do you want some coaching on this, Marty? Yes, absolutely. Do I, okay. You're not going to send me an invoice, are you? Absolutely Free. not. Absolutely Good. not. I, this is a great conversation. So to deliver... Yes. Is it? It's a, it's a great active verb, but I don't think it's as juicy as what you offer. Oh, feedback, Marty. So I, like I think really finding verbs that that encompass all of what you're from a from an emotional standpoint, from an energy standpoint, what you're trying to do. So you ignite powerful thinking through stories. Okay, you stop unleash, right there. That's good you know, enough. <laughs> yeah. So think about think about using a verb that's really going to get you excited because. You know, yeah. I don't know when you get up in the morning, do you say, I'm excited about delivering? Oh. Nah, you so, want it to, you, a super objective is designed to, to unleash this energy inside of you so you can get yourself on that active path, even when it doesn't feel easy. So 
using me as the test case, um, yes. we just described super objective, I guess. Anything you want to add to that? Because it's a, an important, it's an important <laughs> so, part of so your book. So it really is. So your listeners know what we're up to, right, with, the, with this thing. <laughs> a super objective is your purpose in action. Got so it. you frame it in active terms. You use active verbs to really say, this is the impact I want to have outside myself. So for you, it's on your listeners yeah. or on your community, on the business world. That's, the, that's who or what you're trying to impact. Yeah. And then the impact that you want to have is you're, you want to ignite thinking, you want to you know, cultivate rich conversations, whatever that is for you, Marty. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure you've landed on it yet, but you're close. You're so close. Yeah. But really getting clear on what's the impact you want to have outside yourself, because what that does for you then is then when you got, let's say you've got, you know, you're interviewing someone who kind of scares you because they're a big heavy hitter. And I know all of these important people want to get on the business builders show. So you're going to have these really important people. On oh, your are you show. kidding? I'm terrified right? right now talking to you. I'm terrified. I'm, glo- <laughs> I'm glad right. this is going well. I am, I'm a great example of that. <laughs> but, so you're big. You're hypothetically, right? And you want to, you really want to knock this out of the park and you want your, your listeners to get so much. But if you're focused on trying to prove yourself to this important person, yeah. And trying to, you know, you're going to, it's going to activate those nerves and it's going to be really hard for you to bring your best. But yeah. if instead you could, you can focus on igniting these powerful conversations, you're going to be so caught up in the moment of asking these rich questions that you're not going to feel those nerves. I think we're making progress here. It's exciting stuff. Uh, we're we're, we're igniting this audience. Even even DC Taylor's over. DC Taylor's taking notes and he's smiling. He's like action man. Frantically scribbling. Over yes, <laughs> this is incredible. What's happening here? Okay, so let's see. I want to move us to something else. And again, I, I'm hitting on points that I think are critical to share uh, that are in your book that I think are critical to help ignite our audience. You talk about the magic. If magic, yeah. if explain that to me. Well, so in the theater, one of the things that's most important is if you're going to play a character, you can't go and play that character with any judgment or it, your, your performance is going to ring false, right? Nobody's going to believe you if you're judging this character that you're playing. Yeah. yeah. And so in order to, in order to really step into that character in an authentic way, you have to ask yourself, what if I were in these circumstances? Yeah. What would I do personally, yeah, right? Yeah. And what that does is it's, it's empathy in action. Essentially, it allows you to step into their shoes, look through their lens, and set that judgment aside because then you can understand their experience, right? Uh-huh. And from a leadership perspective, and I think, you know, Marty, if you ask me from a human perspective, yes. I think it's absolutely critical that we are able to do that because it's easy to say, oh, I, you know, I know what that's like. But unless you're really standing in their shoes yeah. and you can understand the pressures that are coming at this person and you can understand what it's like to physically feel like that person and you can understand uh, everything that's going on in their world you're going to you're going to have a hard time setting your lens aside and then not, not approaching it with judgment so if you can if you can say wow if i were in this person's shoes if i were let's say let's let's take a dramatic example if i uh, let's take someone who's maybe uh, homeless, who's asking for money on the corner next to a right, Starbucks, right? right, right and right. it's easy for people to say, well, you know, get a job or whatever. But if you were in this person's shoes for real, how would you feel? Yeah. And yeah. what would you do yeah. without your judgments? 
of what they should do, Without- right? But what would you really do? And then you can approach that person with a completely different level of understanding. Well, your training, I'm sure, helped with that uh, as an actor uh, on stage. Uh, yeah. You're talking about empathy to the umpteenth degree, are you not? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Uh, what What was the word you used? Without your thoughts or without your own reservations or, or what? Without you, your own lens. Without, without your, your own lens. There you go. So, so is it, it's almost as if you've got glasses, right? Yeah. And, and you take your lens off and you put somebody else's lens on so you can see through their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're You're a good storyteller. In addition to a good writer, you're a great storyteller. Um, this is great. I'm having a lot of fun. So we need to start to wrap this up. So I guess we'll kind of end with uh, you describe it in chapter 23 as culti- cultivating brave, cultivating brave. Maybe let's kind of wrap up there. What do you think? Oh, that sounds that sounds great. There are so many things that we can do to cultivate our own brave. We, we think that... Uh, that it's that, that you're born with it or you're not, right? That some people just have it and they or they or they don't, and that's not true. We are all so much more. We, we're all far more brave than we realize, Marty. Yeah, yeah. And so there there are things that you can do in your life that can make a tremendous difference. One thing for me that really makes a difference, and I think this is this your listeners, you know, if they're listening to your podcast every week, they're already in the throes of that, and that is commit to mastery. Mm. And to really work on growing yourself and don't look at it as an end point, but look at it as, as a journey. There's, you know, the real masters, the great leaders are not people that think that they know it all. They're people that feel like they know nothing and there's always so much more to learn. So cultivating mastery is one of the most important things you can do. I think setting healthy boundaries is absolutely critical with, you know, there's so many many toxic messages we're getting out there in the world so much media so much hoopla that's happening and yeah. people that are not in their happy place who want who are very uh, bummed out when you're not in in when you are in a happy place <laughs> yeah. so um being able to set healthy boundaries for yourself and make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are also working to grow themselves and 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 better themselves is is really critical to cultivating brave yeah um it's, I always feel like it's unfair um, that uh, we only have the, the allotted time because the book is great. I am speaking with Kimberly Davis. Her book is Brave Leadership. Subtitle is Unleash Your Most Confident, Powerful, and Authentic Self to Get the Results You Need. By the way, on the cover of uh, Kimberly's book, there's a person named Daniel H. Pink, which a lot of my listeners will recognize that name. Here's what he says about the book. Brave leadership delivers on its title with tools you can use to be more courageous, more you in your business and personal life. There has never been a better time to be brave. And again, that's from Daniel Pink. So you do, you are going to have the last minute. What's in your heart what didn't we talk about? What do you want to leave people with? Oh, my gosh, Marty. We covered so much ground in such a short amount of time. It went way too fast. It did. Um, <laughs> yeah. What I, what I want people to, to know, A, they are more brave than they know. B, make sure you're, you're thinking about what's the impact that you want to have on your employees, on your culture, on your organization, on your clients, on this 
your community or in this world. Get really crystal clear about that because once you can name it, you can do something about it. And the other thing is, is I want to give you permission to really come up with your own process. You know, it's so easy to say, you know, to follow these 10 steps or follow this prescription for success. There are no prescriptions for success that really work for you because you are unique yeah. And yeah. so really learn as much as you possibly can, put it through your own personal sieve and decide what works for you and work your process. Yeah, good. Uh, your websites again, Kimberly. Uh, onstageleadership.com and braveleadershipbook.com. What an honor. What fun. Kimberly Davis has been my guest on the Business Builder Show. Uh, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. This has been an absolute blast, Marty. Thank you. Thanks again to my special guest, Kimberly Davison, talked about her great book, Brave Leadership. So on behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to The Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com.